Welcome everyone to the Credible Nerds Podcast. My name is Justin, and today we will be talking about Mandalorian Chapter 11, The Heiress. We'll be getting into who is the heiress. Uh, does Mando find the Jedi that he's looking for? How does Baby Yoda survive uh, in the cramped cockpit with all those baby uh, fish eggs? You know, Does he make it through? Do the eggs survive? We'll talk all about that and more on this episode of the Mandalorian Chapter 11, The Heiress. I'm joined today by my fellow nerds and fellow Mandalorians. We got Blake here with us. Hey, everybody. And we have Nathan. Hey, how's it going? And so last episode, we left our heroes. They were able to escape the ice spiders and get into space with the help of um, some fellow Republic Rangers or Republic Space Rangers, I guess, uh, Buzz Lightyear wannabes. And so <laughs> they were able to get off that planet, but their ship was heavily damaged, limping through space, and that's where we pick up. You know, One of the first scenes we get is the, the Razor Crest limping through space, stuff falling out the back, the hatch won't even close, and they're about to land on this uh, water planet with full of Quarrens and I can't remember the other guys, the the Akbar characters. Calamari. Calam- Mon Calamari. Mon Calamari. Yeah. yeah. So, I always think of the food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The fried calamari. Fried calamari, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and this was a pretty humorous sequence, this opening moment where they're trying to land the ships you know a lot of friction so there's a lot of um flames the ship is about to fall apart yeah and he's falling without he doesn't have much uh, fuel left so he's just falling and falling and falling and the control tower is like hey you got to slow down you got to slow down and the last second he does he's able to pull it out and he hovers above the landing platform uh for a couple seconds getting his bearings to land and then it just falls <laughs> yeah right <laughs> into the like water yep engine burst so or something close. and he just slides into the water. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so he's able to transport uh, Fish Lady and her eggs back safely to this planet to meet up with her husband. Very emotional, touching moment. Yeah. So I don't know if I'd call it safely, as, but the, yeah. But she arrives alive. Yeah. <laughs> A couple so of eggs left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that tank looked kind of bare when they walked off. I was like. Didn't they, when they're like a lot more of those little eggs in yeah. there floating around, yeah. she walks off, looks, looks yeah. like there's like three. Well, baby Yoda <laughs> ate like at least five yeah. that we saw. Right. <laughs> so she was lucky to make out with what she did. Yeah. But uh, so basically the last episode was a setup for this moment from, from what I can gather. I don't know. Was it a good transition from episode one on Tatooine with the crate Dragon and the Mando or Boba Fett armor and all that stuff, that whole storyline to get to where we are. Do you feel like that whole last episode was needed? Like, what do you guys think about that part of since we're, you know, picking right where we left off to, to there? Well, you, I mean, you need six episodes, you need a season. And so it was fun. It was, I mean, it was a good little pit stop, but probably wasn't really necessary to the story. I guess, he needed a babysitter for baby yeah, Yoda, right? That's so. true. Yeah. Well, how? Yeah, I like. It. Yeah, it was good. Like I like we said in the last uh, episode. You know, you know, we got to hit that quota. So <laughs> yeah. I think it was it it was fine. Okay. I you know when I was done watching it, I was just like, eh, you know, I got to wait another week to, to for the story to move along. But and that was yeah. fine. But yeah, yeah, that was kind of frustrating remembering back. Nowadays, it's, you know, just binge it, you know, just go on to the next episode, no big deal. Yeah. But if you had to wait a week, I mean, come on. Yeah. 
I mean, I did have an issue with the whole landing sequence as far as how, come on, there's just no way that ship would survive <laughs> that. But, you know, someone could easily just be like, well, it's a different planet. The atmosphere is different. Maybe yeah, it's not gravity. as hot, you know, less gravity. You just, you know, you can always rationalize your way out of it. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I love that, you know, the whole hovering above the lawning pan and just dives <laughs> to yeah. the, right into the water after it. And of course, kind of the Easter egg of the at-at mm -hmm. with the crane on it. That was pretty cool, pulling it out of the water. Yeah. But there's just no way that thing can fly. <laughs> I mean, like... When it pulls it up out of the water and it's got all that seaweed yeah. covering it, you're just like, there's just, there's just no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah, when he's like, can you fix it? And he's like, I can, and the guy's like, no. <laughs> it's like, I'll put gas in it. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I can make it fly, but I can't fix it. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. And how it ends, we'll talk about at the end kind of how it ends up. <laughs> yeah. It gets yeah. even worse. Yeah. All right. But. So he, he reunites fish lady with fish man and they... A frog lady. Obviously, yeah. My bad. Yeah. Frog lady and frog man. Yeah. And he does ask, uh, hey, do you know where I can find people of my kind? And he points them to this tavern place. And so that's their next stop. And we do see off in the, the shadows someone watching them, a mysterious woman. That's right. They're like, oh, who's that? Who could that be? Is it a bad guy? Is it a good guy? You know, what's going on? I mean, looks like a Jedi, right? Yeah, yeah, had some robes on. Yeah. It's a little intrigue. Yeah. But he goes to the, the tavern and he gets some some porridge for Baby Yoda with this uh, crazy octopus thing that attacks him while he's trying to eat it. Yeah, calamari, eat calamari, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but he finds out he's, he's connected with someone that'll help him out. And they're going to go on the ship and they it's a couple hours away. And I didn't really think about it till the second time I watched it, but I was like, oh, that is kind of sketchy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, we get on this boat and we're going to go out somewhere and find them. Yeah. And it, it does seem like it happens pretty much every episode. And <laughs> yeah. you trust somebody, you know, gets uh, double crossed right there yeah. in, the, in, in the beginning and then does it all again. But yeah. Yeah. So clearly, I mean, there's been a lot of episode episodes now where someone wants that Beskar armor, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like, it must be worth a lot of money. Yeah. And I was thinking that about that as the episode went on, because, you know, th those guys do try to capture him to steal the armor, but he's rescued. Um, and then you, the other Mandalorians show up that are in this episode. He does reunite with, with them. And looking at their armor and his armor, is their armor Beskar as well, or I mean, it doesn't look like it. If yeah, it is, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look the same. Yeah. Really, it doesn't. Yeah. So maybe his is, you know, the top model, the EXL model. And yeah, they're just the LE. Yeah, I, I mean, they seem to both be um, blaster resistant. I mean, but maybe I'm not thinking or remembering right. But it, you know, there are a lot of scenes and different episodes where it seems like they're pinned down mm -hmm. and he's the one who charges forward and mm -hmm. takes all the blaster fire uh, unlike the other ones who kind of maybe hold back a little bit so maybe yeah. maybe it is a little bit more um yeah it does seem thicker more sturdy yeah so maybe that's part definitely of it. looks better yeah 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 what did you guys think about that S contrast there's this battle worn so kind of cool but his is like shiny yeah 
don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I love his armor. I think it's cool looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I like all of their armor. Okay. Yeah. Well, and there's had, they had kind of all the artistic, you know, yeah. uh, additions to it, which that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Would you paint yours? Would you put some decals <laughs> on it? Get some pinstriping. Pat it yeah. out. Put on it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I probably, I mean, if I had to pick from what we've seen on TV versus like coming up with my own, mm-hmm. you know, I would definitely pick Mandalorians. Just the plain, clean look. Yeah. Yeah. Shiny chrome. Yeah, that yeah. looks pretty sweet. I'm old school. It's kind of like Phasma, Captain Phasma. Yeah. Pretty shiny. That's true. Nice, yeah. nice looking. Um, I did in Rebels and soon to be Ahsoka, we have Sabine Wren, that character. And uh, she was all, often painting her armor. She was, I was one of her skills, I guess, skill sets was painting. Mm. And it came up a couple of times throughout the series. But she would often paint her armor to look different, to be like, you know, she was a teenager in that series, so she was, you know, expressing herself. Oh, okay. All these bright colors and stuff. So I think that's a little much. I mean, good for her character, but I wouldn't want to see that with Mandalorian or no. these these Mandalorians that we meet. So yeah, but yeah, I think I thought it was good contrast, the old and the new. Yeah. So. So he's on the ship, and obviously they double cross him. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. Well, specifically, Grogu getting thrown in the <laughs> yeah. water. Yeah, that was pretty abrupt for sure. Mm-hmm. But seems like they had it planned out pretty well. Did you think were you like, oh, he's dead? I mean, were you like he's a goner? Because <laughs> no. you're just like, how could they kill him off? Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're like, oh, how is he gonna? How are they gonna show him surviving this? I did think that, like, how's he gonna get out of this? Because yeah. that fish swallowed him whole in the. Yeah. And he dives carriage. right in, and they got the cage over him, mm-hmm. and you're just like, how how is this gonna happen? Yeah. I, I mean, how are they gonna get out of this? This doesn't seem to be going well. Mm-hmm. So then, who shows up? Yeah, yeah, that was a good precarious situation. One that he he tried several times different ways to get out of it, so he did need some help, and that's luckily. The mysterious stranger at the beginning of the episode shows up with, um, we don't realize it at the moment, but we realize later it was her that was watching Mando and Baby Yoda, um, shows up with two other Mandalorians, yep. and they take out those uh, Quarns and uh, are able to get him out of that pit as well as Baby Yoda. Yep. So, uh, so we have three Mandalorians in the blue armor, and... They take off their helmets. They're sitting there talking, and he, they take off their helmets, and Mandalorian's like, what are you guys doing? We don't do that. <laughs> yeah, he's a little shocked, like, yeah. whoa. And so, and up until this series, Mandalorians took off their helmets. In the comics, the books, yeah. the movies, the animated shows. So he was the outlier for us, the audience, and I guess the majority of the universe, the Star Wars universe. But he thought he was not. He thought he was, you know, yeah. doing what he needed to do, supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. W- which is kind of surprising because he, he's gone all over the galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. And you would think that somebody along the way would have mentioned, and, and I don't know, maybe maybe Mandalorians are really, really hard to come by, but yeah. Um, yeah, you'd think he would be. have heard along the way, like, Hey, you know, other people take their helmets off, you know. <laughs> yeah. But that coven he was part of, clearly, they were very isolated. Yeah. Uh, covert, I should say. Yeah, the covert. Not coven. I don't think they're witches or wizards. Yeah, not witches. <laughs> <laughs> that covert he was part of. 
but of course you know they had that dialogue and and uh they're like oh you're one of those mm-hmm. yeah and that brings up a lot of like mystery that and this is when star wars is at its best or at least one of the many times it's at its best is when they drop a hint or reveal something they're like huh what's that about yeah. like in episode four the famous oh you fought in the clone wars with my father and you're like well what's the clone wars you know yeah. so and we kind of get that kind of thing here where it's like why are you taking off your helmets and we're all like yeah why are they why isn't he you know that's this whole thing that's not that's revealed but not really explained but it's just fine because we love it yeah yeah so i thought that was kind of cool and then we do like you said we get that hint that these lines were um Bo- first of all it's bo katan who's the Huge leader reveal yep and she was a big player in star wars the clone wars as well as star wars rebels and so one of the main one of the characters to cross over into live action which is pretty sweet yeah so she's there with two two of her followers that are new characters let's see what what their names are real quick i think it's Cos- yeah Cosca reeves is the the female and axe wolves is the male and koska reeves she's um what's her she's a wrestler right Oh, in, in, in real life. In real life. Is that right? Yeah. Let's see, I forget her name. I keep thinking the wrong name, but it's... Who is it? The actress. Yeah, the actress. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, it doesn't really say. But anyway, she's pretty well known in the WWE um, area, arena. But but she has some gravitas to her. I liked her. She was... She came across really well, as well as the other guy. They didn't say much in this oh, episode. Yeah. Very few lines of dialogue. Uh, but So the main focus was Bo-Katan. Yeah, that was pretty huge. And I assume I assume with the way that the armor was uh, painted, that was a, obviously a huge clue before they took yeah. the helmets yeah. off. Right. The, uh, you'll have to remind me the name of their clan. Clan Crees. Yeah, Clan Crees. And, and she has like an owl on her helmet. Is it supposed to represent an owl? So that was a big hint, and you know when I saw it, I pretty much knew. But we also knew that she was showing up just with rumors, which was un- unfortunate, some leaks, but uh, very well executed. And um, they talk about how she is not of their faith or their following, right? The way, their way. Yeah, she mentions, uh, you're a child of the watch. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're one of those. Yeah, <laughs> which we kind of were like, you know, in the previous episode, when we see him as a foundling get rescued, we see that. And by the Mandalorians that rescue him, we see that, that symbol of the watch symbol. So mm-hmm. what? So that was pretty significant. Yeah, so it kind of points us in the direction that he's part of the, he grew up with the Death Watch yeah. that was explored in the Clone Wars, led by... Um, Paz, was it Paz Vizla? I think so. Yeah. And no, that Paz Vizla is the shoot. I'm getting my Vizlas mixed up. But anyway, um, and so he ended up with the dark saber, and that's where the dark saber was first introduced. I think we've talked about this in past episodes. But uh, so she is after the dark saber. That's what she's. That's where her deal is. And as this episode goes on, we find out that she's trying to find out where it is. Pre-Vizsla, by the way. Pre-Vizsla, yes. So pre-Vizsla in the Clone Wars. 
And so anyway, um, he wants help finding the Jedi. That's his mission. And she says, I- I'll help you find the Jedi. I know where one is, but you have to help us. And after some, he flies off. He's not interested in helping them because they're not real Mandalorians. Um, they're, they've left the way. And so he's according to him. Yeah. I mean, she would obviously be like, I'm more Mandalorian. You, you're the zealot offshoot who left Mm -hmm. Mandalore. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I wonder how, I mean, she obviously doesn't, you would think that her first impression of him would be somewhat skeptical because of that association with the watch. Cause they're essentially two completely groups. And there were some, uh, you know, there were some backstabbing, you know, mm-hmm. going on there. So she seems, she seems pretty trusting of him. Right. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, when you think about what the the story and history is between the two groups and how they interacted with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she kind of accepts that maybe he's in the dark, maybe about his past and, mm-hmm. and maybe, and maybe she gets that right off the bat when she's like, you're a child of the watch. And he's like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm which yeah. is interesting. So that's a clue to her that he's not directly involved, or at least at the time that the Death Watch uh, came into power over Mandalore, that he w- wasn't necessarily involved. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, uh, Bo-Katan's sister was the Duchess Satine, who was a ruler of Mandalore during the Clone Wars, and the Death Watch essentially kidnapped her and eventually assassinated her. Right. So, and also Bo-Katan wants revenge on the Death Watch at some point in the the series so there's a lot of history there like you said so i think yeah you would think there'd be more animosity yeah you think she would just be like right off the bat like attacking rather than trying to enlist his help like that but i don't know so for you guys um you weren't watching the clone wars you're not as well versed in that whole thing how did that reunion that meeting go between those two groups uh, what did you guys take away from that, for seeing that those concepts introduced for the first time? What about you, Blake? Yeah, I mean, like like you say, I I don't have that kind of that kind of context as as much, but um, you know, I I could tell that there was a little bit of a difference between them, and but yeah, it was it was interesting that she was so quick to to want to get his help and things like that, and and with him, when when he first sees them take their helmet off. I mean, my first thing would be like, you know, maybe want to learn a little bit more about it versus just automatically push away and, yeah. and kind of get away from it, especially since they just saved his life, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, you know, maybe kick back for a minute and talk and, you know. Yeah, the fellow know. Mandalorians, let's, fellow, let's yeah. chat. Well, and it's kind of like if you wore pants your whole life and you saw somebody wearing shorts or something, <laughs> you'd be like, well, wait, what about these short pants you're wearing? Like, yeah. let's find out more. Tell me more so about you those. take your helmet off. You know, and, and I think it was like, uh, it was the, uh, I don't remember which episode it was or which chapter it was. I call it the Three Amigos chapter. Right. Yeah. When uh, he kind of has that little uh, romantic flame with, Oh yeah, um, the girl. Yeah, with that girl, and where they have to you protect could, the village. Yeah, you could tell that he wants to take it off. You know that he wants to have a little bit of a different connection, and so uh, anyway, kind of an interesting. It's not the thing way, for Blake. To, it's not I, the way. That's what I'm told. <laughs> but uh, I think you could make the it the way. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. But yeah, and at this point, he's 
the last, as far as he knows, he's the last one, last survivor of that covert. Maybe the armor. She did survive, but yeah, he knows she's he around. I think she. Well, she does mention that the other some people did escape, but oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, there isn't an established covert at that time that he's aware of that we know of. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, he so he probably definitely feels somewhat alone. But there must have been rumors about him because you know. She was there waiting for him on the dock with the robe in disguise. So she must that. Mm. So yeah. there must have been some, I don't know, urban legend about this Mandalorian bounty hunter who's going around, you know, kicking butt and uh, and wearing Beskar armor. The fact that the armor itself has probably like has had started some, you know, rumors that there's this Beskar armor wearing mandalorian yeah. out there causing yeah. havoc so because i mean how, well, how how did she end up being on the dock waiting for him to see him get there so they must have known he was coming yeah it could be like that or it could be she was out shopping for lunch <laughs> getting some fish for lunch and was like, like hey who's that mando guy yeah but i think it is something they were looking for him yeah whatever that means or how that came about i don't know because they, I mean, they obviously were following him because they knew he was going to get in trouble. They rescued him, and within a very short time, they're like, "We need your help." Mm-hmm. I mean, that that, that uh, of course that didn't happen on the ship, right? right? They rescue him from the ship, and he's just like, they take their helmets off, and he's like, "I don't want anything to do with you guys," and he yeah. takes off. Right? Yeah, that, that that happened a little later on the dock when uh, they the captain's him. brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you killed my brother. Prepare to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Indigo Montoya moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that takes us to the next part where he's ambushed by a bunch of Quarren and they're like, we're going to kill you because you killed my brother. And so, but then the other, again, he's rescued by Bo-Katan and her crew. And uh, then he admits, or he um, agrees to sit down and talk with them about what's going on, what they want at least. So I thought going into this part... Um, I'm loving this episode at this point. Like, this is really good. We're seeing Mandalorians from previous series, animated series even. You got Mando in full effect, and they're flying around in their jetpacks, which yeah. is, like, amazing to see in live action. Because it's one thing to see it in animation. And like, yeah, it's cool, but it's a cartoon or whatever, CG. But this is, like, real, <laughs> like as, as much as it can be, yeah. real Star Wars, right? Yeah. This is what you want to see. So I'm loving it up to this point. Yeah. They go into the, they go into the cantina, they talk, and they, they lay out the mission. Like, hey, we're, this place, this planet is black market central. Empire's running guns through this, this port, and we're here to confiscate stuff. We've been pulling jobs, and there's another ship here. We need help because it's, it's on a ship. There's a squadron of stormtroopers there. We need help infiltrating it and taking care of business. Well, and and the reason is is because she's planning on taking Mandalore back, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's she's like, we're preparing for war. We're going to take Mandalore back. And his mm-hmm. was like, that planet's cursed, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, everyone who goes there dies. Yeah. So, which is a big step from what it was before. So it is good to see because I think the last time we hear about it in the the series stuff, the story is right before A New Hope. Like five years before A New Hope. 
that the empire has um uh, <laughs> we got siri talking in the background but um yeah the empire's taking it over and that was probably 10 years ago from this point so we're kind of reintroduced to mandalore yeah what's been going on there and you know a huge little clue or like for future episodes or seasons perhaps we're going to see an episode where they go to mandalore you know there's mm-hmm. just an inkling of perhaps you know a you know a future storyline there yeah yeah once that was introduced that whole th- idea it was like oh yeah they're they're going to go back there somewhere why else talk about it why else bring in um bocaton with katie sackoff you know why yeah. build this storyline if you're not going to do something with it yeah so i was pretty excited about that yeah so they decide to to strike on the you know attack the ship get the weapons and take off and then they'll part ways she'll tell him where the jedi is they'll part ways so he finds the babysitter for baby yoda and um leaves him with fish or frog lady and frog guy and the frog babies <laughs> which is pretty cool of them you know yeah, yeah. after he murdered grogu mu- murdered like <laughs> Most of their population. <laughs> yeah. They weren't fertilized yet. Yeah. They're just That's raw true. eggs. Yeah. Well, do you think she knew about that? <laughs> I, mean, I think she she's like, I thought I had twenty in here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh let's no. not go there. No, there's only ten. What's going on? She lost some in the ice in jacuzzi the bath, the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The spiders got them. So, yeah, so baby Yoda's being taken care of. And it's it's interesting that they have to, like, offload baby Yoda. Yeah. Right. And I think, didn't that happen before? That's like me when I, my wife and I want to go on a date. Yeah. It's like, what are we going to do with the kids? Yeah. What are we going to do? We have a we, frog lady around. Can we put the dog in the crate for that many hours? Before? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think they've done it before where they kind of, left baby yoda to be care with ig11 yeah right? yeah <laughs> right. there's been a few episodes where yeah. you're like uh we gotta offload the kid for a, for a couple of yeah, hours it's getting too intense yeah so then they they gather together and they're like okay there's the ship and this is how we're gonna do it and uh, it can't what uh leave the atmosphere until it's cleared the shipping lane, so they have a limited amount of time yeah. to infiltrate it and take it over, steal, yeah. steal the guns. So I got a question for you, and it'll the the questions now, but the discussion will happen later when we get to the end. But mm-hmm. the deal at this time is help us capture the ship, and I'll tell you where a Jedi is. Right, right. That's the deal. Yep. No, there's no anything more than that. Right. Right. Okay. All right. There's no footnotes, no page twos. Yeah, it's just help us capture, and it's not even capture the ship. It's help us get some weapons. Yeah, at least that's the impression. Yeah, they were right? just going to take the weapons. I think. Yeah, then... help us get some weapons, and I'll tell you where a Jedi is. Deal, deal. All right, deal. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So they use their jetpacks to fly up to the ship, and they're met with resistance right off the bat. Um, they land on like this balcony thing, and. There's troopers there, so they get they overcome them, get, start making their way through the ship. So, what do you guys think about this uh, this whole sequence up until the end, basically, where they're you know fighting off these stormtroopers? There's probably twenty of them. 
overall 25 maybe yeah i liked it it's good mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean something you you've seen before and it's it's always fun but i do always kind of do the calculations oh let's hear them think. let's hear the calculations well i mean just there's a lot of there's a lot of stormtroopers always and uh they're really bad at their jobs. And, um, <laughs> Did you catch the whole "they can't hit the side of a bantha" joke? Yeah, 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 yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, the the earlier one. Yeah, yeah. So everyone knows that. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of I don't know, you know, it's it's kind of like there's not really a whole lot of, uh, um, question when that you know a bunch yeah. of stormtroopers show up and you know there's there's not a whole lot of peril. I guess sometimes I wish that every once in a while somebody good would get yeah. taken down. Yeah. But I think this would be a good episode to do that because those two uh, Mandalorians that we don't know, it's the first time we've seen them. I think that would be a good opportunity to, you know, showcase the danger of the situation or yeah, maybe the stormtroopers aren't as bad as everybody thinks. Kind of build them up a little bit. Yeah, make it a little more harder. Maybe, you know, one of them gets hurt. Yeah, at least get shot and injured, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, but they don't. And <laughs> Stormtrooper armor still doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, they make their way through the ship. And I thought I thought it was a very good sequence, reminiscent of the Death Star infiltration. Yeah. Right, oh, yeah. In episode four. And you know they were going to make it. You know, you, you didn't know if they were all going to survive, but you know it was going to happen. Yeah. But still, I was, you know, it was, I was on edge. It was tense. It was great. It was fun to watch yeah what did you think of the airlock scene <laughs> yeah so they, they make their way to a certain point and they're met with more resistance and there's an officer there and he's like close the doors close the doors and he closes them and it's they're on the wrong end yeah. <laughs> they're on the end of the airlock so then they just pop the the hatch and they go flying out the back <laughs> i love that he's that was, like that was a good scene. i love that he calls the bridge and he's like They've, we've we've captured them in the and, you know under control. We've got under control. They're locked in, and he's like, "Where's you? Well, we're in the air. We're in the bay." And he's yeah. like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I love that part. Yeah, yeah. So, well, the, earlier on when uh, uh, when they're first getting on the ship, when that stormtrooper slides down the dashboard, or the, oh yeah, the, the windshield, the, the windshield, the, yeah. Of the ship, that that's a cool visual too. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. So there's some humor, but not over the top. So you're not like, you know, is this a joke or? Yeah. You know, it's and there's a lot of action, a lot of seriousness. So good stuff. They make their way to the bridge, and uh, well, before they get there, we get uh, the officer there. I forget his name, um, but he is talking with someone on the hologram about you know, hey, the the Mandalorians are back. They're pirates. They're, they're, yeah, the pirates are back. They're still in our stuff again. And so then we find out that it's Moff Gideon yeah. that he's talking to. And Moff Gideon pretty much tells him, well, you know what to do. Yeah, Long live the Empire. Well, and it's, and it's funny. He's like, we need reinforcements. And kind of along your lines, Blake, it's just like, well, what are they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you, had, you had like 40 stormtroopers on the ship, and they couldn't handle four Mandalorians. Yeah. So... I mean, at this point, it's just like, oh, you know, just scuttle the ship. Just nose it right into the ocean. We're good. Yeah. Got to get rid of those guys. Yeah. I do know one thing. If I ever hear anybody say, you know what to do <laughs> to a guy standing behind me. Yeah. Get, get Shoot him first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Duck. <laughs> yeah. 
I thought it was interesting that the plan is to, okay, we'll just crash the ship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, kill yourself, destroy the weapons, destroy the ship. Yeah. All that Take stuff. them out with you. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like, cause clearly we're not competent enough to defeat four Mandalorians. So let's just, just sink, destroy the ship and take them with them and, you yeah. know, you know, cut our losses. Yeah. But yeah. So it's also this point when the plan changes, like you had brought up earlier, where um, Bo Katan's like, well, now we're going to take the ship. Yeah. And I thought that was a good idea. Like, yeah, why not? Well, and I think that was always the plan, right? Yeah. 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 She wasn't up front with them. She's like, no, we're taking the ship. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know how you get all those weapons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's the next question. You need a pickup truck or something back <laughs> How are we going to get these off? Yeah. Because the guy's like, you know, dump the weapons in the ocean and we'll come get you. We'll hunt you down. Which, again, this is like, uh, you yeah. know, I'm not, not that threatened with your, we'll hunt you down and get you threat. Yeah. But, and she's like, oh, we're taking the ship and put on a pot of tea. <laughs> what was that reference? <laughs> we're on our way. Yeah. Get comfortable. We're coming for you. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But yeah, what's so? What is the new deal? Take the ship. We're actually going to take the ship, and he says that's not part of the deal. So yeah. what is the deal? What is the new deal? To hijack the ship and take it. And but I don't get why that's a problem. But what what is? Because she's like he's like that wasn't part of our original plan, right? And she's like this is the way. But does she does she? offer more like does she say well instead of telling you what you're gonna i'm gonna now give you more something or other it she doesn't change the deal on her side right right it's just now we're now i need you to help me take the ship right and he's like that wasn't part of the deal and she's like this is the way which kind of is like you know, you, whenever you are a Mandalorian and you want something, you just throw that those lines out, and yeah. that's well, like a. And it seemed like she was kind of taking a little shot at him yeah. and his kind of pious yeah. nature. Like, well, no, this this is really the way. Yeah. You know, this is the pirate way. This is how things really go. On, and it kind of on that note, when they first were in the cantina, and he, and she's like, she's like, well, may, why would I help you? He's like it's the creed it's the mandalorian creed we sh- we help each other right mm-hmm. that's that's regardless of you know what kind of faction you are in which he probably didn't realize there was a faction but all mandalorians help mandalorians we're all you know all for one one for all mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but all right i just wanted to clarify that so yeah she changed the terms to benefit her yeah. he didn't get any, anything else out of it but I don't see why that's a like why not take the ship? Yeah, you yeah. killed everyone. You don't have to unload and reload. Yeah. Well, he probably is Continue. just thinking that's more dangerous, and I got to get back to my kid. So maybe he's just worried, like you know, what we did, I could handle. But you want to take the whole ship? That brings a lot of heat on us. Yeah. And we may not be successful. Yeah. And I can't risk my life. I got this kid that I was relying on me. Yeah, that's a good point because the next scene is they go to the bridge and there's more troopers and this is when he, they're pinned down and he's like, and the ship's diving. So it's like, we got to do something now. Yeah. So he gets those bombs and he runs kamikaze style Yeah. and they're shooting him and it's bouncing off. So it is at that point more dangerous. That is a good point. That was my assumption. Yeah. Okay. But again, you know, stormtroopers... Well, actually, they were hitting him this time. Yeah, he got hit. <laughs> yeah, he got nailed quite a few times. Yeah, he was down on the ground. And did they set up 
like didn't they have like a heavier duder like a repeater yeah, a re- blaster yeah, but yeah. weapon too so they were they were stuck and the yeah. ship was going down yeah so he blows them up yeah <laughs> just kills them and then they're able to get into the bridge and it's just uh bosch there captain bosch yeah they don't really say his last name it's just called the captain but if you're a Bosch fan, it's the same actor. Oh, yeah. Total Bosch fan. <laughs> yeah. Got all his action figures. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they capture him. They right the ship, barely you know, avoid crashing. So it's pretty tense there. Uh, and they talk to him. Bo-Katan's like, where is he? Where's the dark saber? And he's like, I'm not going to tell you. Does she say where is the dark Or does she say where is it? Or where is he? And he's like, who? And you're like, you know. Well, he, she does say... Or she says, does he have it? Where's the, yeah. like, does, she does mention the Darksaber. Does she say yeah. the word Darksaber? Uh-huh. I don't remember. Yeah. Or does she just say, does he have it? And he's like, if you're asking, then you already know. Yeah. But she does say the dark, dark Okay. Saber. So I think all he's, all those three things okay. are said, yeah. And then he commits suicide. What did you think of the way he did it? Uh, it reminded me of Mission Impossible. Yeah, Mission Impossible <laughs> 3, right? <laughs> yeah. I thought that too. The old... Uh, brain fry well the that and well just the old you know, the cyanide poisoning tooth you know thing that you see in spy movies all yeah. the time right yeah those kinds of things yeah but that's the first time we see that you know in the, a star wars yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the uh electrical current yeah going through his brain fry his head did they have that electrical thing in mission impossible two or three she as had, well she had like a chip in her head and, yes, uh, they. Uh, well, it was yeah. It's like a mini explosive. Yeah, That's, and it, like a small charge, uh, and it blows your brain and your eyes. Eye. <laughs> your eye goes ring. <laughs> you go. That's that's not good. Yeah, There's no coming good. back. <laughs> when your eyes go ring, <laughs> there yeah. ain't coming Bad back news. from that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So that was that was a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I want to see more of that. I want to see more electrical people suicide electrical pills teeth because he just goes and then his brain catches on fire yeah so anyway oh but yeah so she doesn't find out where gideon is but so spoiler alert uh later on in the episode they do or the series they find out where gideon is by accessing imperial database right yeah Mm -hmm. so why don't they do that here on this ship they have that's probably one of the reasons why they're trying to crash it so they can't get that info well i think i mean i know in that future episode they have to go the whole point of that episode if i recall is that they can only get that information from a certain terminal with certain access uh, codes it's high priority or something yeah and like there's this that's why they have to break into that place and only someone with certain access codes at a certain terminal can because uh. he's He's in hiding. He's constantly moving around. But gotcha. I think that's the storyline of that episode that we'll get into. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a specific reason they had to go to that specific place. Yeah. So, yeah. But obviously, the whole point of that for her was not just to get the ship, but also the weapons. The we- well, the, and the weapons, but to confirm what she thought, and that is. Does, where's the dark saber at and yeah he has it yeah which for us i mean at this point we knew that because of the finale of season one right yeah but, but they didn't know that yeah but she talks about her needing it mm-hmm. and that whole discussion is this kind of when that that 
discussion starts about like in order to be the leader of Mandalore, you have to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She brings up that she had it in the past and that it was right. It's rightfully hers at this point. Mm-hmm. And he stole it from her. Yeah. But we don't know how or when or yeah, we don't whatever know how he that, got it. happened. I'm sure that'll be re- revealed in the next season, season three. I think so. Yeah. Because they're going back to Mandalore. They've kind of shown that just on some, yeah. to some degree. So yeah. that'll be, I'm sure that'll be revealed next, next season. That'll be cool. All right. So this is kind of why I said, asked the question that I said, cause she says he's, they, they do the, their thing. They get the ship and he's leaving. And she's like, are you sure you don't want to come with us? My offer still stands. That's, that's what my question was. What, what was her offer? To come with them to help take over Mandalore. Because I'm like, that's, I didn't think that was like, to me, that's just like a, that's like, that's not an offer. That's like a, an invitation. Because I thought she was going to be like, hey, I've got more for you. I've got something like another reward, not just to tell you where the Jedi is. Yeah, that but might be. My offer still stands that if you come with me, I will give you. If you come and stay with us and help us more, my offer is, is that I will provide this kind of a thing. So that's the part I wasn't sure I understood. But basically the offer was, is not, not really an offer, but an invitation. Yeah, invitation. To, hey, stay with us. We could use you to take over Mandalore kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Okay. And I think we see that in season three. Okay. She, they do reconnect somehow. I'm sure she, yeah, obviously. Yeah. She's, she'll be back, yeah. Yeah. So perfect setup for a whole new storyline. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he declines. And I gotta, I'm tasked to return the child to his kind, the Jedi. And um, so she tells him, we go to the planet uh, Kav. I'm looking it up here. Sorry. I looked it up earlier and forgot. Corvus. Corvus. There it is. Go to the planet Corvus, city of Caladan. Caladan. Forest planet of Corvus. Mm-hmm. And that uh, he'll find Ahsoka Tano there. Yeah. Which that, of course, is like <gasps> a huge, yeah. was a huge thing. Huge, huge gasping moment. Yeah. For me, anyway. What about for you, Blake? Were you like, uh, okay, Ahsoka, okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there for three or so episodes, he's trying to find the Jedi. And, and so when it's uh, Ahsoka Tano, that's like okay this is cool <laughs> this is a connection this yeah. is not just some random jedi you know this is someone i know so that okay. was cool yeah because yeah. i think and if anything at this point we're all thinking luke right we're all thinking whatever jedi he connects with it's gonna it's gonna be luke we never we didn't i mean that was probably my first thought because i really don't who else would there be yeah there were other jedi in that yeah. time that, in the movies yeah I mean, this is five years after Return of the Jedi, right? So Ahsoka Tano is like, like I did, who is she? Where is she? There's no mention of Rufur except for in the Clone Wars. So at this point, uh, Justin, had the final season of Clone Wars come out? Were she or were we still waiting to see that where we find out what her what happens to her? In, yeah. I believe it had come out. Okay. If not, it was right about the same time. And and the what and she her big battle with 
Darth Vader, right? Darth and Maul. Darth Maul. Season seven. But doesn't she fight Darth Vader? In, doesn't Anakin become Darth? Doesn't she fight Darth Vader? In Rebels. In Rebels. Okay. Which is five years or so before A New Hope. Oh, okay. So all that's all that happened pre this ep- uh-huh. this timeline. Okay. Yeah. All right. Got yeah. it straight now. Yeah. So the big reveal, another big reveal is Ahsoka Tano. And that's where they're going next. Cool. So he heads back, grabs the the child, and they get in their ship, and it's all jerry rigged, right? Yeah. It's got yeah, I, I don't know where, like, what the fishnet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> comes into play. Like, <laughs> everything should I mean, be good. You know, when I think when I th- when we see NASA space shuttles fly into space, there's always fishnet and yeah. seaweed. You holding know, it together, holding it and together, part of still like, coming off the sides. Of this, it. The, you know, the it provides a lot more strength out there and yeah. in space when you're. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. So, in my opinion, it's even worse off than what it was yeah. before. It probably smells like a salty ship or something. Yeah. But it does jump to hyperspace, <laughs> which it couldn't do before. <laughs> okay. Which is kind of like going on the freeway with one of those little donut spares. <laughs> like, let's go ninety. Yeah. See what yeah. happens. I love it's it. Fixed. Yeah. Punch it. So what'd you think of the jelly spider fish thing that almost kills uh, uh, Grogu? Yeah. Um, was that an accident or do you think that was planted? I think it was an accident. You think it was just, just a, a fluke? Just a passenger. Because it seemed like it was like Stowaway. a whole, like uh, like someone left it there, like to poison or bite or kill, uh, like an assassination attempt by somebody. Maybe. I didn't get that. I thought it was just... One of the it's like a rat that was stowed away yeah. in the fishnet. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of felt like it was. Uh, all right, let's do a little bit of you know, let's give Grogu a little bit of time. We've missed we've missed him. So. Yeah, yeah. We need some some Grogu we time. Need a moment. But yeah, throughout this whole episode, Grogu's eating or looking for something to eat. <laughs> That's his role in this episode. That's true. Yeah. So or he's being eaten by yeah that big monster fish. That's true. So, yeah, overall, uh, really liked the episode in the sense there was multiple layers to this episode for me. There was the reveals of Bo-Katan, Ahsoka Tano, talk about uh, Child of the Watch, um, the differences between Mandalorians. That's a whole new, uh, you know, a whole another discussion that we could have at some point. Yeah. And hopefully that more of that will be revealed on you know, who are the children of the watch? How did that come about? You know, what's what's going on there? How are they related to Mandalorians? Because initially they defected, the Death Watch defected from Mandalore. They tried, they had a coup to overthrow the ruler. So a whole history there, you know, what's going on there. And then, so there's that aspect. There's the overall story, you know, of Mando trying to find the Jedi to return him. That whole storyline was pretty cool. And then the whole sequence of hijacking the ship to get the guns was i don't know so multiple layers of the story it was yeah just, great for me it was one of the best episodes yeah a lot going on yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. it wasn't that long of an episode no but they, man it was packed it's like half an hour 35 minutes yeah, yeah. i don't know what you guys think of like what are your high points low points what do you guys think blake yeah so i i mean i i like the introduction or the introduction of you know bo katan and and the other mandalorians and and just kind of the like you say, it's it's kind of a different layer of, of 
of the of the people and the way and yeah and so that that was interesting to me i you know i'm i'm anxious because you know with the mandalorian i i mean i'm anxious to see a little bit more see him with his helmet off a little bit more you know metaphorically and so the shorts on yeah (laughs) put on some shorts man but the water is fine especially out in tattooing you know put on some shorts put on some shorts the water's great no, so that that cool. was a lot of fun, and and then, like you said, I think you said earlier, this one felt like Star Wars. You know, it, you know, you're on ships, you're fighting, you're, you know, you got the jetpacks going. So, all of those were were really fun to see. Yeah, okay, yeah, I loved it. Great episode. Okay, any nitpicks? Yeah, I've already he, gone. Yeah, he talked about the ship reentry. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> There's no way that ship would fly in real. But okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really. Usually, there's a moment or two you're like, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, but this one was pretty solid for me. Yeah, all the way around. So I liked it. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that that landing sequence of like that thing's yeah. a ball of flame, and yeah. there's just a way that would survive getting from space to the landing deck. But well, it's like the Millennium Falcon. It's a piece of junk. Yeah, it's just it is amazing to me how badly damaged so many like. Yeah, you bring up the Millennium Falcon. How many times have we seen that thing skid across, <laughs> yeah. you know, skid across the land or forest or smash through 300 yards of wooded forest and then they just take w- off? Then they just take <laughs> off and fly through space at light speed, right? Yeah. It's just kind of like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, in a world where lightsabers exist, I mean, you kind of got to accept those things. Yeah. On, on some level. Yeah. So it is nice that I mean I loved the Jedi this force and all that but it is so nice to get into these Star Wars stories where the Jedi aren't yeah it's part of the episode because they're just I'm you know I've mentioned it before sometimes I get to I start thinking how overpowered they really are when especially as they start introducing more and more force powers for skills and i'm like you know they could it's almost like a whole thanos and the you know and the and the infinity stone it's almost like you could really snap your fingers and almost do anything at this point with the force in some way so i i enjoy these i enjoy these star wars universe stories where there aren't jedi in you know fighting in the force to me even though i do love them it's it's nice to see the other how most of the Star Wars universe lives and survives and succeeds. Yeah, I agree. Um, so you got this Mandalorian group. Are there any other groups that you're like, because we have the story of the Jedi, we'll get more stories. Are there other groups that you would be interested in, in seeing in like kind of this story format? Well, I mean, the Mandalorian has certainly piqued my interest about the whole Mandalore group. I mean, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, cool. I mean, there's a part of me that's, like, I want to get all the autographs of all these actors yeah. and just have a whole Mandalore wall and, yeah. you know, but, yeah. Um, you got to watch the Clone Wars. Yeah, I know. At least the arcs. I know. The Mandalorian arcs. Yeah. Really and you good. can't, I mean, they, they'll they tell you which episode. If you just want to follow the Mandalorian story arc, which episodes and which seasons to watch. Yeah. Maybe one day. <laughs> so uh, what about for you Blake any groups like yeah well so kind of along the same the same lines you know I, I really liked Rogue One oh, yeah. because uh, it uh, the stakes were much higher 
And it wasn't like, yeah, this all comes out fine in the end. We know that, you know, it was kind of a true, uh, you know, high stakes story of sacrifice. And so I'm yeah. excited for that new series. What is it? The Andor. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be good. I'm excited for that because it's kind of building that up and, mm-hmm. and kind of those sacrifices that all this is kind of on top of. And so, yeah. 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 I, I, I that's interesting to me. Yeah. I love and prefer movies to have happy endings. I mean, that's why we watch these things, right? As It's a form of escapism. And it's like you, you watch these things to enjoy a happy story and a happy ending and, and to feel good. But at the same time, you need that. You need that contention. You need that tragedy. Otherwise, you know, there wouldn't be any interest, right? So, uh, like you, Rogue One and the story of Andor, it's a tragedy, and I love that movie, too, um, because, uh, you know, uh, because of that, for that very reason. It's, it's like, it brings the, it brings it, it makes it more real, you know, because, obviously... And it, it does bring a, a gravity to the story that's usually missing because 99% of the time, you know, uh, it all works out just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the villains, it's good when the villains match the heroes as yeah. far as as high as the heroes get, the villains got to be just as bad, right? Yeah. On an equal level. Yeah, you got to have the tragedy to offset the celebration. Yeah. The whole stormtrooper keystone cop thing is kind of like... You know, it, it gets old. So you appreciate it when they do bring in the dark troopers and you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, which we'll talk about. Yeah. So Andor will talk about the Senate. I mean, politics, right? Yeah. How exciting can that be? <laughs> I, I think it'll be pretty good. Yeah. Because there's a lot of intrigue because they're trying to undermine the empire while still still being a part of it, which would be pretty cool. I, 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 I'm looking forward to it too, just like Blake said, and the layers and, you know, the people and they, as they go through you know, their, you know, and their conscience and, and, you know, the people in the empire who may be like, I don't agree with this. I thought I, I thought I was joining something that completely different. Now mm-hmm. I see what the empire is because they've really all been misled to a certain degree. Right. You know, some, you know, some may have gone in knowingly what, what was really going on, but most of them I would assume had, hadn't a clue. And, yeah. uh, and so, and when it'll be interesting to see some of those layers and those conflicts as people struggle with, you know, you know, what's, as they come to find out what's really going on yeah. and, uh, and how they deal with that emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Some great story, um, opportunities for sure. Yeah. I, I was kind of, when we were watching Obi-Wan, um, over the summer, there was a part of me was like, I kind of want to see how the sand people and the Lars, like the farmers, like how they live together. What are the dangers of being a farmer on Tatooine? You know, I think, I don't think that'd be a good, like a series. But yeah. Yeah. You have a series of different things and that's one of it, you know? Yeah. Kind of like an, but you're looking for like, like an outer rim story. Yeah. These one off an outer rim story where these big, huge plots, don't have a an immediate effect but just kind of how these lonely people in the universe live and get along yeah what's their conflicts and how they get over things 
But, you know, so something every day, like a bounty hunter series would be cool. We're kind of getting that with Mandalorian, but it's it started out that way, but it's kind of devolved into, or evolved, I should say, into something bigger, yeah. into a more bigger galactic conflict, which is cool. Um, but if we could see like a bounty hunter series, that would be awesome. It would be. Or, you know, just maybe a, even Jedi, but not like what we've seen so far, maybe bunch of padawans get lost or i don't know yeah no i totally get it yeah those kind of stories this may be kind of i don't know if anyone's going to get this reference but so there was a battlestar galactica episode right where starbuck lands on a planet and he's like he crashes on a planet and he's he's stranded there and he meets you're talking 1970s about yeah okay. yeah the TV, original tv series okay so he he gets stranded on a planet he meets this family the dad had died if i remember right and it's just a like a mom and a kid and the son a hot mom yeah of course right? <laughs> and they're like trying to they're struggling to survive and he's kind of like he's like i kind of like it here you know he's <laughs> kind of I think I remember that and and it but it turns out there's there's this like evil sheriff guy and they call him like one eye or something like that. <laughs> and he's like what are you talking about oh, yeah. and, it, and it's, he, a it's a Cylon it's a Cylon it's a Cylon who had crashed there yeah. years earlier and he had kind of become the sheriff and you know he's he's a, and like and he, of course, but he does, the Cylon doesn't, he's got a big dent in his head, oh, so he doesn't remember, <laughs> yeah. and he's kind of like taking over the town, yeah. and I, so kind of when you brought up what you said, it kind of reminded me of that episode about how it's just this one-off episode that happens away from the bigger story. And I, that was like one of my most favorite episodes. And you, you know, and you're like, is he going to stay with the family yeah. and become a dad, and <laughs> become a farmer? Because we all love Starbuck, right? Yeah, he we was all, our guy. Yeah, and he's kind of. It's just turn, and it's just him. It's just one on one, right? Uh-huh. And how are the? How is he going to defeat this Cylon who's kind of terrorizing the town? <laughs> and uh, That's funny. I mean, do you? Re- yeah, do you remember I vaguely that? remember like the the mom and the kid, and he crashed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, eventually they find him and they rescue him. And mm-hmm. but he's just like, do I go back to this battleship and take go back to being a part of this big cog of this being a cog in this big galactic machine, or do yeah. I just settle down and I just retire, retire and, and live the good life, leave the yeah, like <laughs> and away from all of that. Yeah. So when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, a Star Wars episode. Not obviously not like that, but that concept of mm-hmm. like a like a story that happens way out. Yeah, and they did that sometimes in the Clone Wars. Um, they do have an episode like that or two. Yeah, but Blake, do you know what I'm talking about? I did. I do not remember that show. <laughs> you don't remember I may Battle have been Star? Three years or four years younger than you at that time. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they were reruns when I yeah watched them. No, I watched them first run. Did you? Because it was like, oh, new Star Wars. All right, you got to look it similar up. Similar to Star Wars. What years? Because it's only the Battlestar original series, there was only like 14 episodes. Yeah, a couple of seasons. I think there was two seasons. Something. It didn't last for very long, even though it's got a huge, just call me Dwight no, from the I, I did used to watch it. Though. <laughs> I remember uh, when I went to Universal Studios oh, yeah. back in the day, they had a 
Battlestar Galactic Galactica thing on, yeah. the, on the tour, and they'd all come out in the Cylons and everything. And, oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Now it's an earthquake. Yeah. So. I, could, I and the thing is, is like I couldn't even watch the new. Uh, the new one was awesome. We're gonna do a podcast series on the new Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah, <laughs> with you on it. All right, I guess I I'm have to force watch you them. to watch it. I mean, we met. Um, you and I went to Comic Con and met Starbuck, the, the who plays Bo Katan. What's her name again? Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, we met her, and this was pre uh, Mandalorian. And, you know, and it's funny. I think to myself, there was like no one in line to visit. Yeah. So we, you and I went up to her and talked to her for like 10, 10 minutes. And yeah. she had no, she couldn't sign anything. Yeah, I asked her. Yeah. Like, you, how come you don't have any Bo-Katan pictures? And she's like, well, Dave Filoni's kind of being a little yeah. controlling about it. So if you have one, I'll sign it. But he won't let me take Bo-Katan stuff out and sign it um, yeah. from me. And I was like, well, that's odd. And I guess we know why. <laughs> yeah. So that was, you think that was all in the works? Oh, yeah. Do you think already, it already filmed it? Yeah. It had already been done? Yeah. yeah. Or at least written. I mean. If not filmed. Now I was only, what, the last Comic-Con was yeah. last year. Was it at the last one or was it the one yeah. two years ago? I think it was the one two years ago. Maybe. Well, you got her autograph, but you got it on a Battlestar Galactica. Starbuck, yeah. You got a Starbuck autograph. Yeah, so and I didn't because I was like, eh, I'm yes. kind of attached to. Uh, and Dirk I, Benedict. And I do have Dirk Benedict's <laughs> autograph. Because yeah. he came to Comic-Con and no one was at his table either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so 1978. Yeah, see. I 24 episodes. 24. So I was five. Yeah. Five, six years old. I'm pretty sure I watched them as reruns, though. I don't know if I watched them brand new. Yeah. Anyway. So, final final thoughts of uh, the heiress. Who's the heiress? Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Right. Because she's the le- the legit ruler of Mandalore. Yeah. But she's out of. She's been ousted by the Empire. Yeah. So, um, overall, I give it a uh, a minus. Aimless. Not perfect, but pretty close. I wasn't sure if you're in your grades or like number Numbers, scale. Give it eight out of ten. Whatever I feel. <laughs> An eight point nine. Yeah, eight point nine. Yeah, I liked it. That's good. Yeah. So thanks for joining us guys on this episode of the Kremlers Podcast. Uh, definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel. We need those uh, subscribers and like our our uh, this episode. Make a comment if you have anything to add to what we've talked about or if we've messed up on something, definitely let us know. Correct us, and we'll talk about it. So, we appreciate uh, we appreciate you guys watching and being a part of this this uh, journey that we're on with the uh, the Mandalorian. So next up will be Chapter Twelve. I think it's just titled "The Jedi," if I remember correctly, mm. uh, where we meet Ahsoka Tano, uh, which is interesting because she's not a Jedi technically. Yeah. And if you have an opinion or a comment or anything particular you want us to talk about, yeah. if, if you heard something and, we, and you're like, hey, what's your opinion on this? You know, please feel free. Uh, I, you know, we, in the last episode, we talked about um, space balls and the RV <laughs> and the ship. Yeah. So I don't have it in front of me, but someone commented on that. And that was great. I yeah. love that. So yeah. glad we could... Uh, put that image in your in your head <laughs> yeah hopefully we didn't ruin it for you but yeah. but yeah we love comments like that so yeah yeah so thanks guys and we'll catch you next time and this is the way
Yeah.